0: Hello and welcome back to another fact podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, chiropractic technique based on breathing and movement. So uh, today's episode is going to be uh, completely powerlifting related, though it does uh, focus on perspectives, judgment, assessment, and knowing where you are chronologically um, it's, this one was spurned on by the last, I would say few years of, um, discussion between raw powerlifting, um, equipped and geared powerlifting. Raw powerlifting is where you go in with a minimal gear, maybe a knee sleeve, knee wraps and a belt and a singlet. Equipped is where you can have single ply, apply, a uh, a single ply of compressive material around your hips, your legs, your body that can assist you in the lifting. And multiply, we can have several layers of that single ply that also helps and assists with um, lifting heavier weights. I remember, oh, was it about 2012? I would say 2012, 2013, I decided that I was going to return to powerlifting. A few years before that, some uh, local powerlifters, national champions themselves, had come in to my office for some adjustments, and I, you know, they wanted to know about my history in powerlifting. And I kind of told them, yeah, I still have some of my old marathon suits down in, in the basement. They're single-ply, compressive, powerlifting-equipped suits, squat suits, deadlift suits that we used in the 1980s. And I said, yeah, I still have some of those down there. So I went down, found my old gym bag, pulled them out, and brought them up. And the the power lifter who was talking to me laughed. He went into his pickup truck, came back with his stuff, which was multiply canvas material. Mine was more polyester. I mean, you could actually put mine on and and wear it out. This canvas material looks like you would take five people to get you in, and you couldn't move. Quite the difference in compression. Quite the difference in assistance. And I remember, well, you know, if that's what they're wearing now, that's what I, you know, that I would have to go with. And I remember starting back, you know, I did a single ply meet, even though I, I registered for multiply. Why would you ever register for something lower down like that? So I said, no, I'll just do this. This is fine. And uh, eventually got into a double ply polyester. I'm currently transitioning into the canvas that they have now. I know it's taken me many years. I'm kind of a wimp. My uh, teammates laugh that I don't put on tight enough gear. But, you know, the bench shirts are the same way. When the bench shirts first came out, I, I showed them an Enzer Blast shirt. That's a single ply shirt. It was basically a tight T-shirt. You definitely could wear that out and go to the club with it. You can go to the restaurant with it. It, it did not restrict you that much. And now you have shirts that really uh, can really add to it. I remember going into you know a, a gym I owned at the time, and there was a, a scuttlebutt or just conversations like, "Well, why, why would you want to squat nine hundred thousand, you know, with all that on when you can squat seven hundred raw?" And I thought, "Is this really a question?" And I, I kind of blew that off until I started get you know going back to judging directing meets and realizing there really is a little bit of controversy over this raw versus geared or equipped powerlifting. And I don't want to get into the uh, the arguments of one federation versus another. There's many powerlifting federations. Some really lean more on the raw or non-equipped lifters and other federations kind of lean on the multiply or single ply um, lifters themselves. And so I don't want to talk about that, but I really want to talk about perspective, human perspective, um, human reality and how we confabulate, confabulate's a big uh, term, how we confabulate the truth, we change things in our own mind, we make up uh, paradigms and philosophies in our own head to match what our own beliefs. And just a little bit about perspective. Last night we took my uh, soon-to-be 16-year-old out to Olive Garden for her uh, 16th birthday. That's where she wanted to go. So we took the whole family and her boyfriend. And Callie, the 13-year-old, noted that uh, this summer she had gone into her old elementary school. They were out playing on the playground with a bunch of friends. And one of the teachers saw them and said, oh, come on in. And uh, they all went in, and she noticed that the school was smaller. Well, of course, she was in elementary school, kindergarten through fifth grade. Now she's an eighth grader. She's a little taller. She's like almost five foot ten, volleyball player. I'm sure she was five foot eight or five foot six over the summer. And of course, it looked much different than when she was knee high to a grasshopper. So she has, you know, this perspective is like, oh, the school seems so small. I remember when it was so big. And I said, yeah, that's what your brain told you. And sometimes we get caught up in a confabulation of, you know, fake news or believe in fake news or fake facts. And uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Raw Gear game. Powerlifting started in the 1960s is an offshoot of odd lifting. Odd lifting was um, done at at bodybuilding shows, meets themselves, even in conjunction with Olympic weightlifting. Olympic weightlifting is the overhead lifting. At that time, you had the Olympic clean and... press clean and jerk and snatch three lifts and for people who couldn't do that you were stuck so you had like the deadlift you had the curl you had the squat you had the I mean they there was one arm presses so you had these odd lifts that would be competitive pretty soon it evolved we had uh, nationals and world champions by the mid-60s to the late 60s and uh, people just wore the singlets Eventually, people started wrapping their knees, wrapping their elbows. Um, they outlawed their elbows. What were they wrapping with? Ace bandages. They really didn't help but protected the knee a little bit. Maybe they gave you five pounds of confidence. <laughs> you know. But that, that's how it evolved. And then someone started wearing a single-ply polyester compressive suit. So that was the next thing that went. So you had um, a compressive suit that added 10, 20 pounds to their squat. And we were off to the races. The genie was out of the bottle. You couldn't put the toothpaste back in the tube anymore. Enzer, John Enzer um, Enterprises started making, you know, different suits, different wraps, tighter wraps, more elastic wraps. There became rules for how long the wraps would be and rules for how long the wrist wraps would be. My first powerlift to meet as a teenager was in 1980 or 81. And I remember I, you know, basically had a singlet. It wasn't very tight. And these knee wraps that I still had, at least up to 10 years ago, that were white. And I I swear there's there's as much support as an ace bandage today. Really didn't help me a little confidence. And of course, um, the equipment that a powerlifter wears continued to advance and everyone kept buying it. It got to be a very specific sport that the people that could afford all this equipment and practice using it, Um, did much better. And so you had part of the sport was technical, like any sport, you know, um, if it was track and field, it would be the shoes, what kind of shoes you can wear, what kind of track you run on. If you were in pole vaulting, the type of poles, which is controlled and regulated, but where do you buy that? Um, in swimming even in swimming the type of tech suits they call them technical suits or meat suits they're how tight compressive they're allowed because it actually helps you go a little faster in the water re- reduces friction every sport has technology that helps the athlete do better every sport i mean like i said even running <laughs> you, it's the shoes now of course the athlete itself, the training, genetics, all that goes in. And, you know, you're not going to win the Olympic Games by going into and getting a good set of shoes. We all know that. But that, that half percent, that quarter percent, that two percent advantage it may have after your competitor, you know, that, that may do something, even though I don't think the percentages in track and field are that high. They're all using the same shoes. And that was the thing. In powerlifting, if a marathon one suit came out, everyone got the marathon one. When the marathon two suit came out, marathon two. When Enzer put out the Z suit, everyone tried the Z suit. When uh gold line wraps came out, marathon gold line knee wraps, everyone used those. When the double gold lines, I still have a pair of those came out, everyone bought those. Because you know, this lifter or that lifter was seen at the nationals, the state meet, or the world's using that. He's on the cover of the USA with double gold lines on, and then everyone would rush to buy them. Again, powerlifting was a niche sport, very small number of lifters. So that would continue, continue, continue in through the 80s, the 90s, up to the early thousands. People were still buying equipment when, when CrossFit started to happen and crossfit contests and people were doing deadlifts and going to contests without any gear they just wore singlet and it became popular lifting weights in a barbell became popular and people started saying oh we need a division where it's just single ply as opposed to multiply again there was no raw single ply multiply it was just lifting power lifting with your 11 weight classes now is what 12 um with your 11 weight classes no 10 now we have 11 when the 275s came in then the 308s came in so yeah we have 12. wow um so we had we had our basic weight classes and that was it you didn't even have teenage and masters except you could find a teenage event or you could find a high school event and yeah if you're 40 you couldn't sign up for the teenage state meet but there was no when you went to the when you went to the state championship you know, in the early 80s, they didn't divide it up. I remember my first meet, I, compa- I competed against someone who squatted like 700 pounds. And I think I squatted like in the threes, you know, and I was happy. So the equipment is continuing to advance. The equipment's continuing to, to get better, assist, more compression. Um, you have to become more technically expert on how to use it. It's a different groove. That means it's a different, different mechanical movement pattern to use it and then it broke well what if we just have a single ply division so you started having the separation and then people went without it raw now now you have classic raw you have you know plain raw 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 you have all these different divisions where you can use knee wraps you can use knee sleeves just a belt the interesting thing is and this just happened a couple months ago as i'm starting to learn a lot of this equipment um, starting to learn what some of the advanced things. I ran into a group of raw powerlifters, a team at the gym I train at, Los Campiones in Minneapolis, fantastic place. And the raw gentleman was having trouble getting his knee sleeves off. They were on too tight. And I kind of laughed and I'm like, wow, you know, I've, you know, my knee sleeves, you can lift on and pull over my sh- shoes. And yes, I know they're too loose. I realized that if they were tighter, they would give me more support. Absolutely. But I use them for more keeping my knees warm. You know, you can put on a tight wrap around your knee and and get the support you want. And nowadays, yes, I use very good uh, knee wraps. But what I found interesting was, you know, this guy that had, you know, been snarky and made some comments about raw versus, you know, equipped lifting that you guys use all this equipment and it lifts the weight for you. And I kind of just giggled and I said, really? I said, you know, and you know, we helped him get the knee the knee sleeve off, and I'm like, and I felt his, and I'm like, these knee sleeves give me more support, and would give a human more support around their knee and assist their lifting and give them more weight on the bar than what I used in the '80s to squat 900 pounds. You can't compare it. He said, you're not raw, you're equipped. Because if you could, and my, my lists I think, are, are done on a single ply or multiply, whatever they are in open powerlifting from back in the 80s and early 90s. And I'm like, does it really matter? I mean, this, I would have loved this knee sleeve. I wouldn't have put those, those double gold lines on. I would have thrown this thing on. And that has a lot more support, and it's easier to get on and off. And not as painful Said I would have loved a knee sleeve. And what struck me is they looked at me like I had a hole in my head, because their perspective, like my daughter's going into her elementary school years later and seeing my elementary school smaller, was that their reality was that, of course, equipped helps more, and what I'm using is raw. You're not raw. The only person who's really raw is someone who just does a singlet and belt. And I was head judge at the state championship a couple weeks ago, and we had a few of those people. Raw, raw, people that that are, you know, just go without knee wraps and hardly any support except a belt. And that's, that's fine. But these knee sleeves help just as much as the equipment from 15, 20 years ago. You're not raw. You're equipped, 1980s version. Now, of course, you don't have the single ply compressive suit from 1980s tech, but this knee sleeve the tech is so amazing that you the the carryover from going without anything naked knees um is much more than a single ply suit and the knees and the knee wraps from you know 20 30 years ago not that it matters and i don't want to get into a contest yes no or let's have a let's have a scientific experiment figure out you certainly could you know just open up my gym bag and we'd go all day But what got me is the the lifters perspective, they actually thought in their little little clicky, maybe a little ego that, you know, I'm doing the pure sport. Said you're not doing the pure sport. The pure powerlifting sport has always been um, evolution, progress, moving forward. And it's always been adding gear, adding more gear. You know, more layers as the rules allow to lift more weights. The progress of powerlifting has always been to lift more weights, the highest weights that a human can do by themselves without, you know, outside forces, you know, that just them. They're using their hands to grab it and they're lifting. That's amazing because, you know, recently uh I think Bell uh super lifter um just squatted a thousand pounds. There's eleven um Vlad just squatted eleven 1, hundred pounds raw. These are some lifters that go raw with just knee wraps or knee sleeves. That's amazing stuff. We have Dave Hoff, the strongest man in the world, who's a who's squatting 1276 um with with the multiplied gear. I don't see the difference between any of that. You choose to lift without a belt, without knee wraps, that's fine. That you're limiting yourself. And that's novel, that's new. Powerlifting was never about limits. The, the Raw division is recent. Go back to your Powerlifting USA magazines, 1985 or 84 senior nationals. Look at those guys. They wore whatever was it and used the tech that came out to push the weights because there was only one division, and they wanted to, go to the, wanted to be national champions, so they go to the world championships. And they wore everything within the rules that the rule book would allow. So it was all about progress, continued progress. Now, I'm all for, hear me, I'm all for, you know, having this new novel division. You know, classic raw, raw, raw. Just raw, standard raw, multiply, single ply. I'm, I'm all for these different divisions. I'm actually for like masters and teenage and submasters. A lot of people are like Fred. We're not into that. We should just have one division. Yeah, we're never going to get back to the to the purity of the sport. The sport was more pure when we had one division, one rule book. We had what ten weight classes back then. And so, are we ever going to get back to that? No, the genie's out of the bottle, and it's constant progress. We're not going to be able to go back to wearing penny loafers to run the marathon like they did, you know, a hundred years ago, whatever athletic shoes were back then. So, the technology is going to continue to increase. Do we want to have respect and honor and think it's amazing when people lift raw and lift and actually limit themselves? Yeah. I think that's new. I think it's novel. It's powerlifting. But it's a different division. It's different. Just like you would cheer on a a 60 or 70-year-old squatting 300 pounds or a 13-year-old squatting 300 pounds. You know, I cheer on a a raw super heavyweight squatting 1,000. It's amazing. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to jump up and down. Thank God for a master's division. I wouldn't be able to compete. I'm an old guy over 50. I can't compete with uh, the men. Um, age 20 to you know 40 something just can't too many injuries so the the equip lifting allows me to continue to compete with minimal injuries even though i just had shoulder surgery so what's this rant about what's this venting about raw versus equipped it 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 doesn't even make sense there it's not apples and oranges because even the power racks they use now I remember someone said, "Oh, they looked." Uh, one of our teammates, who's new, looked at one of my videos when I squatted 900 pounds from like 94 at a meet, or 940. I think it was 940, whatever the hell it was. Um, was not 950. It was 940. And this gal was like, "Oh, look, you had you know ER racks," and I laughed. I said, "Look at the foundation of those things. There was just a hunk of metal soldered to the floor." And I know I laugh and everyone laughs at me. I said, my first meet had the wheel of a tire, the rim of a tire. And if you were a wide stand squatter, you had to step over that as you walked it out. There was no racks that that folded in, folded out. A lot of these uh, raw lifters uh, make fun, and the people who walk out say, oh, you know, you you use a mono. You don't even walk out. That's part of the lift. And I just kind of laugh. And I'm like, yeah, I used to walk out and step over a darn tire. And I said, you know, no, it's like the, the art, I would love these ER racks you have now. They're basically a mono. You only have to take a step and a half. And I said, that's, that's much better than what we had. How do you compare my 940 where, you know, our video I had to take three or four steps and I was very quick at clearing, but to clear the platform, the base of those, those things, as opposed to what they do now and using a mono. You can't, you can't compare so you know how do you compare oh it was a raw squat yeah with a knee a knee sleeve that gives them an extra 40 50 pounds and you ask these lifters say what is it how much that gives you oh gives me 40 pounds give me 50 pounds really so you can train with 50 more pounds which will propel your squat even more so your numbers are even higher hmm what do these wraps give me my wraps give me 60 pounds 70 wow okay that's amazing ours didn't give that back when we were considered equipped so you can't compare the tech today, 2020, or where it's going to be in 2030. And you can't say that raw is the pure sport when it's the sport has always progressed. It's always moved forward. We started out just a singlet, then someone added a belt, a weightlifting belt. Then someone thought about a four-inch belt that went all the way in your stomach. And then they double-plied the belt. I mean, it's amazing. The first belts were like thin little pieces of paper, Now, I mean, it takes about a month to break down a a good, you know, Enzer belt or, you know, Anderson Powilton belt, whatever's out there. Four inches around, thick cowhide, very supportive. Wow. So the evolution has continued. Shoes have continued. I mean, why don't you go back to the penny loafers we used to have back in the day. That's what we lifted it. Now, they have, you know, CrossFit shoes and Olympic shoes and people wear chucks and they have specific deadlift slippers and shoes. So technology is and it's always progress. What amazes me is people's perspective. You can't compare one to the other. You can just appreciate. And personally, I appreciate all powerlifting. I appreciate every view of the sport, but maybe I'm a little odd duck. I try not to get into a click because I realize that, you know, that elementary school, It when I walk in there, it's actually going to be very small. And why? Because I was small at the time, and it had to do with perspective. It's an optical illusion. So sometimes we're looking at an optical illusion when we think, oh, look at that raw. Raw is a pure sport. Have you studied the, the history of the sport? And is it really pure when you use knee sleeves that are better than the equipped lifting that we had 30 years ago. Okay, how do you compare? You can't, and we can't go back. The genie's out of the bottle. I just appreciate it all. And try not to judge one from the other, because you can't technically when it really comes down to it. Just keep wearing your knee sleeves, keep doing wrapping, and, you know, multiply lifters, keep putting that on. Single-ply lifters, keep doing, and cheering. Keep using your ER racks, keep using your mono lifts it's it's amazing to watch and appreciate and the good thing is if you really want comparisons go into that federation with their rule book and either use all the gear or don't and compete against those people that are lifting that way if you think the mono helps ah get in a mono meet and see if you can really do it you'll be surprised you, there's actually some technicality to using it you know get in a, a meet with an ER rack for the people who you know, don't like raw, try it out. Try walking out. See, see, it does add some difficulty, but I did a lot of walking in the eighties. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm getting too old for that, but I appreciate it all. And I look forward to the Arnold Schwarzenegger classic that I get to watch all this type of lifting and cheer all of them. But remember, it's about perspective and comparison. Sometimes it's good just to sit back and, you know, you can have a personal opinion. But realize your personal opinion comes from your viewpoint. And if I asked my, my uh, 13-year-old when she was seven, is the school big? She would say, yeah, Papa, it's very big. And you know what? It was a seven-year-old's opinion. And this has been another fact podcast.